You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's Impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. One of the things that I, uh, I found out yesterday at the uh, media event for uh, Texas Tech football, and I, I know that this is just, <laughs> you were just sitting on the edge of your seat wondering about this, but I, I, I thought it was, uh, I think it's cool to know. I now know where Patrick Mahomes' uh, name is going to be on the side of the stadium. Okay, cool. Okay? It's going to be on the same level as the other names, and he'll be next to Elmer Tarbox. Okay. Okay? So yeah. when you go to the stadium on uh, on Saturday, you'll probably see some kind of blanket or something over uh, over that, and the, behind the blanket will be Patrick Mahomes II, I'm, I'm presuming. Okay, I'm presuming that's how they'll do that. Maybe they'll just put uh, Patrick Mahomes in his number. I'm not. I'm not sure, but... Not sure what the exact layout is is going to be, but I'm certain it'll be Patrick, right? I would guess so. Yeah, I'm certain mm-hmm. it'd be Patrick. I'm certain they'd go ahead and spend the extra money for the <clears throat> R-I-C-K. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I get it. Uh, the the well, other... Go ahead. No. You're, you're good. You're done. You're okay. good. The other thing that surprised me last night, with with no fanfare whatsoever, not that, I mean, and you're gonna you're gonna go. Well, he's just he's just an announcer. But I was just really really surprised that um, that CBS had to confirm something that was first reported by the New York Post uh, that Jim Nance will call his last NCAA men's basketball uh, Final Four this coming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, been involved in the uh, broadcast of uh, the men's basketball tournament since 1986. Nance is 63 years old. And the guy that he's being replaced by is like, okay, it does nothing for me. Not that not that people tune in to hear well, announcers. They didn't ask you? No, I'm shocked by that. Ian Eagle, who I didn't even know he was the number two, considered their number two NFL guy. Um, but Ian Eagle, who's 53, 10 years younger than Nance, and who is more of an NBA guy because he, he does the Brooklyn Nets games and then kind of you know dips his toe in the NCAA basketball tournament um, and then also as part of uh, Turner's NBA package, he'll be the new voice of the Final Four. Good for him. So uh, Nance replaced Brent Musburger, who was fired in 1990. And I still don't know why or who... Musburger spilled a drink on, um, and he was, you know, he was a guy that was afraid to flap his jaws and probably, probably ruffled, you know, the wrong suits in the in the background. Um, but you know, he was highly popular, and, and when they fired him in uh, on April the first, nineteen ninety, it was thought to be an April Fool's joke because it came on the eve of the national championship game. He went on to broadcast uh, the national championship game because it happened over the weekend. Um, in 1990, but and then Nance took over. But I'm just, and maybe, maybe Nance, maybe they're saying to him, "Hey, look, man, we got to, we got all these different things that you know that you're the head of. You know, he's the lead guy on the NFL. He's the lead guy on their golf coverage. 
and we've got all these other guys that want a piece of the action. And also maybe Nance said, you know, I got to spend some more time at home because he has a young family. He's on wife number two and they have young children. And I think his kids are under 10, maybe even under nine. So probably coming of an age where wants to see their weekend activities. And when you're doing the NFL, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 some odd weeks out of the year and you're doing golf another 20 some odd weeks out of the year, it doesn't leave very much time. Yeah, it seems like at a certain point you probably got enough money there with all those gigs that you could uh, uh, spend some time at the house. Yeah, it just kind of surprised me they'd give up the final four. But I mean, I don't know him, and maybe he was just like, you know, you know, just tired of doing this, you know, and time for somebody else to do it. And I, I just I gotta well, I gotta pace myself. Yeah, the interesting thing is, is that isn't that of all the things that you mentioned, that's probably the one that's not taking up the most time. Yeah, I mean, the college basketball season, right, is kind of a relatively short window there from, you know, the end of the NFL to, you know, basically the first weekend in April, you know, so it's not like, it's not like it's, you know, this huge window, but maybe that's, maybe that's what they said to him is like, hey, this is what we need you to, Mm -hmm. we need you to give this up, but I'm just surprised they didn't go after one of the ESPN guys or one of the more touted voices of college basketball than Ian Eagle. Seems kind of nondescript to me, but maybe they're just big on promoting from within. Maybe so. Maybe you don't need to be descript. <laughs> you just need to be good at your job. Maybe so. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I'm underwhelmed. Okay. Well, duly noted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tech Talk said yesterday's kids are six and eight. Yeah, six, six and eight is probably. I didn't look it up this morning, but I, I knew they were extremely young comparatively for a guy that's 63 there's not many 63 year olds out there that have a six or an eight year old probably not as as primary children yeah you know grandchildren yeah primary children not so much maybe mrs nance primary children well i mean your children children as opposed to your grandchildren okay i actually understood that and that scares me jamie Primary children. Well, because he's got an adult they have daughter. Secondary children. He's got an adult daughter who's now no longer in need of his. Well, my secondary family. Constant, constant supervision. But you know, the six and the eight year old. Maybe Giselle and Mrs. Nance had a conversation, and Mr. Nance got a earful from Mrs. Nance going, uh, "Giselle and I have been talking. We had cocktails together. You want to be, you want to be like Mr. Brady, or do you want to be <clears throat> be at home a little bit more, buddy boy?" would <laughs> be my my immediate reaction to that so uh, good for him I, I hate it though I mean I, I liked uh, I liked him hey here's somebody else uh, Jamie that uh, caught my eye yesterday with a uh, little news flash I hope he was more descript she 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 Serena Williams says she's not retired chances of a return are very high she said, the chances of me returning are very high. You can come to my house and see I have a court. Okay. She received a heartfelt send-off following her loss in the third round of the U.S. Open. But um, she was attending the TechCrunch Disrupt event to promote her investment company, Serena Ventures. 
She stated she didn't even think about the whole retirement when she made the announcement back in August. I started this company a while ago, so I just jumped right into that. I didn't think about the whole retirement. I still really haven't thought about it. But I did go on the court the other day and realized for the first time in my life that I'm not playing for a competition. That felt weird. It was like the first day of the rest of my life, and so far I'm enjoying it. But I'm still trying to find that balance. I've what? never liked the word retirement. Go back to the, the very beginning of that where she says you can come in my house and see the court. Yeah. Jamie, that sounds like an invite to me. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, you go over there and no, thanks. bat the ball around with Serena. I'll pass. Give her a little bit of that. I'm he doesn't need to lose to Serena. <clears throat> he he, yeah. he knows he would. Yeah. Oh, and that's no question. Um, as And a lot of men would. Let this. I'm not just picking on Jamie here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm confused. What are you confused about? I, I mean, what do you mean? I didn't really think about the whole retirement thing. Well, she when said, you announced that you were retiring? Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe she said, um, I've decided to quit, you know, and then, then, she, then she started really thinking about it, going, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> I don't know. It seems, it seems very weird. The, the U.S. Open last year was such a beat down because mm-hmm. it was not the U.S. Open. It was Serena's send-off. Yeah. And, um... I just wanted it to be about not just one player mm-hmm. and the coverage, not really Serena's fault, but the coverage made it yeah. all about Serena and it was not fun. And so I'm just confused. Like they did everything they, they could and gave her the right kind of send off because she's one of the greatest players Rolled in the, the history red of the game. Yeah. Now she's doing a Brett Favre. <laughs> it's, it's like George Foreman. What? That just kind of seems like I, I want to be in, still be in the spotlight and keep people talking about me. Realize that the light's not on me anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you don't care about me anymore mm-hmm. because I'm retired. Oh, I'm not retired. Chances of me returning are very high. That was that's odd. It is. It I is mean, odd. It's it's only been what two months. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Coming out of retirement after two months. Jeez. I'm feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five days a week together. Why why would we need to communicate during the weekends <laughs> right. save we it for the show we, we, save, we do we save it for the show tune into the morning drive live weekdays from six to nine on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 today is the 25th day of october we'll have our secret word coming up shortly but first this day in sports history with jeff mcguire 1905 is where we will start today because it was the very first college football crab bowl classic where, where Navy beats Maryland 17 to nothing in Annapolis. Mm. 1953, Cleveland Browns quarterback Otto Graham sets a club record of four fumbles in a game. Mm. I don't think anybody wants to break that one. 1955, Branch Rickey steps down as the general manager of the Pirates. 1964. The wrong way run. Vikings Jim Marshall runs 66 yards in the wrong direction for a safety. He could not be stopped even by his own team. 
1968, the longest Olympic field hockey game took place. The Netherlands beat Spain one to nothing in two hours and 25 minutes, a game that included six overtimes. That's a lot of running. It's a lot of running. Goodness. 1978, Padres' Gaylord Perry is the first to win the Cy Young in both leagues. This one would be in the National League, obviously. 1981, George Steinbrenner scuffles with two fans in a hotel elevator. <laughs> Shocking to me that he and Billy Martin couldn't get together. Oh, just get along together. Scuffles. What a scuffles with two fans. Joke of a franchise. <laughs> Gosh. He was so demonstrative back in those days, back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And 90s and 2000s. Yeah, when he was a younger <laughs> man then. So, I mean, his... Yeah, towards the end there, then not so much. He was <laughs> he was not good healthy, health-wise, towards the end there. It's kind of sad. 1985. Angels announced they will not offer Rod Carew a new contract. 1987 Baseball World Series. The Minnesota Twins beat the St. Louis Cardinals four games to two at Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome for a 4-3 series win and the franchise first in Minneapolis. Twins pitcher Frank Viola is your MVP. God, he was always just so consistently good. And in 2005, then the longest Baseball World Series game in time, five hours, 41 minutes, and tied it in innings with 14, mm. which tied Game 2 of the 1916 World Series and Game 1 of the 2015 World Series. Chicago White Sox beat the Houston Astros 7-5 to in Game 3 at Minute Maid Park. It is National Greasy Foods Day. Sign me up. Okay. What are we having? All day, every yes. day. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Yes. Okay. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball coach Bob Knight turns 82 today. Katy Perry is 38. Juan Santo is 24. Chad Smith, the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers, is 61. <laughs> Craig Robinson is 51. And Pedro Martinez is also 51. And um, when you think of great love stories in history. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to think of them this morning. When you think <clears throat> of great love stories right. in history, yep. you may think of Romeo and Juliet. While that is, in fact, a case of fiction, it comes to mind. You may also think of Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. Paris and Helen of Troy come to mind. Okay. <laughs> Lou the 14th. I thought he was going to say Mark Anthony and J-Lo. <laughs> no, different, different guy. Uh, Lou the 14th of France and Madame Pompadour. Didn't they get married once? <laughs> yeah, I think so. They've been together. While right? all of these... Are great romances. None right. of them are American. Right. Well, today. Today. We in, have one. in 1764. Mm -hmm. What would become as known as the United States got their very first true love story. George and Martha Washington. <laughs> John Adams and Abigail Adams okay. get married today. It was Abigail Smith at the time. Get <clears throat> married today. This devoted couple's public uh, prolific correspondence during the married life has been entertaining historians and writers since then. And Chuck, quit mocking the greatest love story in American history. That's this dance sports history. <laughs> were, you, were you aware of this, this prolific 
letter producing couple. I thought the greatest great American love story was Chuck and Turtlenecks. <laughs> I think I look really good today. Chuck and handshakes. <clears throat> My turtleneck. <laughs> Time for the secret Jamie word of the and day. Mountain Dew. <clears throat> now that is a good love story, but this was first. <laughs> Your chance uh, to win $10,000 right here in Lubbock, Texas, America from Double T 97.3 in the home zone. Make your house a home. All you have to do is go to double t 973com and enter in the secret word for 645. And, you know, it's kind of a, it's a nasty word, but it, you know, well, uh, it's one word. The word is, you can think of it as uh, more of cattle than maybe school. Longhorns. Longhorns is your secret word at 645. So double T973 in the home zone. Encourage you to go to double T973.com right now. Enter in Longhorns and you could be qualified to win. You're not going to be qualified unless you get signed up to win. And uh, we'll give it away on November the 18th. There you go. 651 this morning on the morning drive. We get this. <clears throat> Didn't know I shared a birthday with Bob Knight. Cool. That's from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Neat. Good for you. So happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Right. Right. Um, I saw this and I just like, what in the world were these guys thinking? A couple of referees after the ball game uh, the other day, apparently, and the NFL is reviewing video that appears to show two referees, two in, in uniform, asking Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans for an autograph in the tunnel after Sunday's game against uh, the Carolina Panthers. This is according to an article on ESPN.com. Uh, the video was captured by 1340 AM Fox Sports. <clears throat> Show side judge Jeff Lamberth and uh, line judge Trip Sutter calling Evans's name and each getting autographs from him after Tampa Bay's 21-3 loss. Uh, Lamberth is in his 21st season. Sutter is in his fourth. The Cavalier approach to this would tell you that they probably have done this before. Yeah, I'm sure many have. Many have. Do you take any issue with this? I don't. I mean. <clears throat> it's unprofessional, right? For a referee to do it right after the game in the tunnel? Yeah. I don't know. Out on the field, I would definitely have a major issue with it. Um. Uh, back where people aren't supposed to see, I, I don't have a bigger, I don't have that big of an issue with it. I, I I think it's fair for you to say it's it's somewhat unprofessional. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, obviously, lines can be crossed there and all that good stuff. And would I feel differently if they had both gone into the shower and then they were, you know, Sharpie and and they, <laughs> they no, they had both gone in and showered and they come back out in their street clothes and they're walking out to the yeah. car. And, and would I feel differently? Probably that would feel like totally okay. Hey, my grandson, or hey, my yes. kid, or hey, the neighbor's yes. kid down the street. Now, yes. the NFL and the NFL Referees Association bar officials from approaching players, coaches, and NFL team personnel for mm -hmm. autographs as it can give the appearance of partiality. Sure, sure. Okay? And if that that's a rule, then boom, mm -hmm. you broke it. The collective Follow the rule. The collective bargaining agreement between the NFL and the NFL Referees Association allows officials to seek autographs, team merchandise, and memorabilia for charity endeavors, but those requests must be made through the league's officiating department and not in person. Yeah. So these guys should be suspended for a game. Probably so. That seems fair. 
that seems fair. I I, I don't think. I mean, it's the, the most heinous crime crime ever mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL. But at the same time, it's a rule you got to follow it. And and I get uh, the the look that it's not a great look. It's not a good look. No, it's not a great look. Yeah. No, because well, the next time when he's like holding somebody and those two guys are on the field and they don't throw a flag, oh well, hey, well they got his autograph, so they they owed him one. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I I mean, is does Mike Mike Evans expect that if he signs an autograph? Probably not. I wouldn't guess he does. Um, the bigger question is why are we asking Mike Evans and not Tom Brady? <laughs> right. That's the real question. Right. Right. Maybe they already had I mean, Brady's. Evans is an Aggie. <laughs> Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us. The East Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. The benchmark hotline open as well. Maybe I should uh, pause on the coffee after reading this. Playing against a tempo is like listening to Chuck talk. It goes on and on and on so fast and you can't get away from it <laughs> i don't i don't that's critique that's a critique and it may be a complaint not a not a compliment you think i don't know that i would take it as a compliment i think <laughs> right. i'll go that far <laughs> it's a critique which okay mm-hmm. I, I, you know i'm coachable i think i feel i, I feel like to think that i'm coachable I mean, I'd, I'd sometimes fall into my same old traps, but I, I feel like that I'm, I'll, I'll listen, try to, try to, try to adapt, try to make changes, try to become better, try to do what I, what I can to help the cause. Okay. So I'm coachable. So I'll try to, try to slow down for you. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, coach Joey McGuire. First of all, having all three of his quarterbacks back, Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith, and Baron Morton. You know, I think it allows uh, you to continually be even more aggressive, um, you know, because uh, whoever's in there, we know they're going to be able to get the job done, um, you know, and I think uh, they drive each other. I I promise you when we go to practice tomorrow, Tyler Shuck will have a chip on his shoulder, you know, of not being able to play. Um, so he'll bring even more intensity to that that room, and that's good. You know, I mean, uh, they, we're not they're they're going against each other, but in a different way. It's not like an offensive defense sharp, iron sharpens iron, you know. But I think there's a level of prep, preparation and competition um, in this program that that helps guys stay focused, and I I definitely think they'll be focused and ready to go. I I do think there is something to be said for don't kind of rest on your laurels so to speak right I think there is something to be said for that in terms of hey there's somebody behind you that you know is wanting your job and sometimes the guy that's right behind you you know whether it's in practice or in a game does his job a little bit better to the point where you're like okay this this guy here whatever position it is gives us a better chance to win than this guy here mm-hmm there, there's, there's, there is a, a lot of value. Sure, there's in, somebody in that. pushing you from behind. Yeah. Yep, that, um, that definitely says, man, I got to up my game a little bit. Here is uh, Coach McGuire on the quarterback competition. Uh, you know, the, the the thing with us, 
I mean, even whenever you name a quarterback, I think there's definitely, when you have a quarterback room like we have, um, you always want the competition. Um, you never want anybody to get complacent or, or just set. And, and not like to where they can't go out and, and perform. Um, you know, it, it's tough. I think that when you have somebody that's injured that won the job and won the job, you know, without any doubt, um, you definitely have to open it up uh, because, um, you know, I, him breaking his collarbone didn't do anything. You know, he, that wasn't his fault other than it happened, you know. And so um, I think we opened it up. But we're going to – when we come in Saturday, we're planning on playing all three of them. Um, and then we're planning on whoever gives us the best chance to win that game against uh, Baylor is going to be the guy that starts the game. All right, first of all, what are you thinking about with regard to injury causes a change at quarterback? Does the guy that gets injured, does he deserve to have the same level of competition when when he's healthy, even if it's six weeks later? Um, uh, Let me say this. If you are splitting reps equally between the three mm-hmm. this week that's not putting your best foot forward for this weekend would you agree with that because mm-hmm. you you're so limited in your practice time and you're so limited in terms of what you what you can do whether mm-hmm. it's today and tomorrow because friday's a walkthrough and saturday's game day so if you spend so much of your time and effort making sure you give Tyler Shuck every opportunity to win this job back, then you are not doing everything you can to beat Baylor. Okay? Now, he again in there said, head and shoulders above. Okay? Mm -hmm. So now we've heard it from both of them. Both right. from Kitley and from McGuire. Yeah, because that's really the first time okay. that he said that there was no question about it, basically. Okay. So if that's the case, and they feel like he's easily going to win this competition, then at a certain point, early in the week, I say early, like Tuesday today. or Wednesday, yeah, you're going to say, okay, Tyler's taking the majority of the reps. We're getting him ready at to be the quarterback. Okay. I don't I don't believe they're going to split the reps equally. I believe they're focused on ba- beating Baylor, okay? Mm-hmm. And I believe they'll be focused on getting a young inexperienced quarterback ready to face Baylor. Okay? The one that has played the best of your three quarterbacks so far this year. I just, and I understand, I get it. I just think what they're saying and what they're doing are two different things. So here's the question that I asked, and I agree with you. Here's the question that I asked. I said, so just to be clear, the starting quarterback is undetermined at this time, and this was as of about mm, 12.45 yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we're, going, we're planning on playing all three, and whoever wins the week, that's who's going to come out there. You know, um, 
two weeks ago, whenever Barron started, um, we started. If you came out Tuesday, Donovan was in the first huddle. Um, and then Wednesday, he was taking less of those reps, and we felt, you know, Barron could give us the best. Um, if you had to come out Tuesday, Barron was in the first huddle, and if you had to come back out Wednesday, uh, Donovan was taking the majority of the one reps just because, you know, both those guys have been banged up, and then you turn around and get shucked back. And so those three guys will share reps of the ones and twos and, you know, see where we go. The good thing is they're a lot alike, um, you know, I mean, I, I do think that where the offense has been the last two weeks, um, I think there's going to be more pressure on uh, all of them of how fast they can get the ball out of their hands um, when we go tempo. So if if they've said, and both of them have said, that Baron Morton gets the ball out of his hands the best, then why is there a question here? I don't think there is. I don't either, but I mean, why? And I don't why? think they believe there is either. This is just a... I think this is... The, cloak and dagger? Is that all this is? No. I, I think it's what they promised. They told Tyler Shuck, you'd have a chance to win your the starting job back. But but I agree with, with the texter here that says, you keep saying he's head and shoulders above the rest then Tyler Shook's going to feel like, well, then why am I not the starter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. If he's head and shoulders above the rest, why is he not the starter? Well, I'm curious about what the rest of the, you know, how this, how the, how the rest of the team kind of looks at this going. It looks, looks to us like this guy here, too, was been pretty good for us. Just so confused. It is confusing. I just, I, I, I believe Coach McGuire and Coach Kitley and that coaching staff are going to do what's best for the team. I believe they know that right now what's best for the team is being all in on Baron Morton. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I, I, I think they're saying things that they don't really mean. 724 this morning here on the morning drive. We get this. He's really just saying that so that Baylor will have to prepare for all three guys. Morton will be getting all the snaps in practice. We get this. Tyler is starting. End of story. Is there a... <laughs> oh, I don't really think that... <laughs> that, would, that would be... Uh, I would not want to be on the Yates Flooring Center chat line if... Tyler Shuck rolls out there as the starter on Saturday. Uh, now, if he kills it in the game, then it would be fun to see the about face of the fan base. I'm but, not buying what uh, the coach is selling. That's what uh, one person says here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I just um, think they're working really hard to to be respectful and mm -hmm. um, let all three guys know they're you know, they have a spot and they're appreciated and we need you and we need you to keep working hard and keep fighting and pushing each other. But man, I will be shocked. I mean, I really will. I will be shocked if Baron is not starting on Saturday. Uh, this, his statement about the quarterbacks makes me think he will put Shuck in just because he was the best before the season starter named starter. Morton and Smith now have more Big 12 experience. Shuck might be sluggish during gameplay now. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, 
Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. All right. What you got? All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience. Red Raiders at four and three mm-hmm. after the first seven games. You got five games left on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I want me. I want you to give me your record for the final five games. Five and zero, oh, zero and five, four and one, your, your one and record, four. Your record for the final five. Okay, so that's Baylor at TCU, KU at Iowa State, Oklahoma uh, are the next spot. I think you're. Okay, I'm. I was a guy that was five and seven at the start of the season. All right, Jeff and I both were five and seven at the start of the season. When they when they beat Houston, I moved to six and six. Uh, after kind of seeing how they dismantled and dominated West Virginia, and and you've talked about how they're the worst pass defense in in the Big Twelve, and blah 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 blah. But I mean, we have not seen a domination of a Big Twelve team other than KU or K State in quite some time. And so I guess I'm, I'm, my the Kool Aid is starting to get a little colder in my glass. Okay, a little, little more full, and I, I like the grape. So I think you're going to beat Baylor. I just, for whatever reason, have this sneaking suspicion that you're going to beat TCU, um, and KU, and then lose at Iowa State and and Oklahoma. So I'm going to say three and two down the stretch. Wow. Okay. That would finish. That would finish you at seven and five, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And that's that's flipping my record yeah. of five and seven. Jeff, my wow was just the difference of the wins that you have compared to me. Okay. Yeah. I'm nervous about this week. <laughs> um, and TCU has shown me something in the last two weeks that, at the beginning of the year, I was like, "It's TCU in Fort Worth. That's a home game for Tech." Mm-hmm. Um, they have been more vocal, haven't they? They've they've shown some things. Um, <laughs> I think Kansas has peaked. I agree. I think Iowa State has peaked. Okay. I don't think Oklahoma has. I would. I think I agree with that. Um, two and three. Kansas Iowa State, your two wins. Kansas Iowa State. And that seems crazy going into Ames and winning because you don't do that very often either. They just can't score. Yeah, they can't score. Key there will be not turning the ball over and giving them short fields. And it just feels like if you put up 24 in that game, you're going to be in good shape, you know. So um, I, I feel like right now Kansas at home, Iowa State on the road, are the most winnable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's two wins. And I think you will get one of the other three. <laughs> I think all three are winnable. I think all three are losable. So home against Baylor at TCU and home against Oklahoma. So I, I got, I have the Red Raiders going three and two the rest of the way. Three and two. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't want to declare which of the, the three of the, the ones that are, are maybes. <laughs> I'm fearful that it's Oklahoma. That you'll that you'll win. So you'll win your last three. Oh, and lose this week to Baylor, and, and lose the next two. Lose the next two. Yeah, it's if also you, if you had prob- to pin me down. That's what I would go with. 
it's probably fair to say that there is not a result in the next five games that would surprise me. No, that's fair. I, I guess if you were, if there was a blowout one way or the other in any of them. No, I'm talking like of the wins, losses, possibility. Yeah, uh, no, that's fair. Five and zero oh wouldn't surprise me for how this team has played at times. Five and zero oh would surprise me. Just that you're going to be that consistent. I mean, I think you can beat all five of those teams, but if you week to week just keep boom, 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 mm-hmm. to be that consistent with a young quarterback and all that. Oh, okay, maybe maybe it's not with Tyler Shuck. I don't know. I I just I don't think you'll go five and zero. Even though I think you could beat all five of those teams, I don't think you'll go zero and five. Even though you could lose to all those teams, mm-hmm. right? Really I, good. I, yeah, could see that swing go either way. Yeah. Uh, somebody says it's not. You're not like, you know, hitting the wacky tobacco if you like said four and one, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think you are. Okay, so, I mean, because you've never hit the wacky tobacco, nor have I. So, I mean, I've hit the I've hit the Coors Light pretty hard um, before, and so I know I know what kind of uh, boisterous things I say with regard to that. I've never hit the wacky tobacco so hard that I've, that I've said things that I would consider, like, wacky tobacco-ish. Does that, do you follow? In other words, if I hit the wacky tobacco really hard, I don't know really what I would say. I, I, I've said that Ryan Leaf is going to be a better NFL quarterback <laughs> than Peyton Manning, so. <laughs> but, but you said that sober. 100% sober. <laughs> uh, somebody says, why not Baylor? What's your concern there? Is it their defensive line and their ability to put pressure on the quarterback? Their offensive line's really good, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you get after their guy who I think is, is a good quarterback? Yeah, I, I, I think they're solid. I don't, I don't think they're as spectacular on the defensive side of the ball as they were last year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they're just solid. I don't, I don't think they're world beaters, though. I would, no, I, th- I, think... I would not be surprised at all to see Tech win Saturday. Yeah, I think you're, think you're. I right was about that. asked yesterday what my level of confidence is, one to mm. ten. I heard you say this. Okay, what, where are you guys at? I think I'm at a. I think I'm at a seven. I'm, I'm buying into the blackout, sold-out crowd, honoring Mahomes, which I realize none of that relates to on-field performance. The color of the crowd's clothes mm-hmm. now affects <laughs> our ability to win blackout, the football game. Blackout, <laughs> fever pitch, 6.30 kick, Mahomes at halftime. I've heard it all. You know? I've that, heard that, it that's, all. That's, that, that, and, and then in addition uh, to every, everything else. So seven for you, Jeff. Where are you at? Five, five and a half. You were at four point seven yesterday, right? Clint, yeah, Clint was at seven, and Jackson was at eight. Jackson was at eight. He, speaking of wacky tobacco, um, he looks like a guy that's dabbled. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that way. I just meant the eight no. thing. I have no knowledge. Both, or, of, your, I, both or, of your bottom line partners look like they've dabbled a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Clint, I don't think that to be true at all. Clint with grew up either in one of them. Kansas. I mean, they, they're they're bored out there, and then uh, you know, Jackson's a he's a DFW guy. He looks like a guy that you know probably had some means in his life that probably got a little bored and wanted to experiment. Oh gosh! Why don't you ask him today? That'd be your question of the day for them. Why don't we just accuse our <laughs> co-workers of using illegal drugs? Uh, yeah, like, on air, let's just do that. Well, I mean, That'd be fun. That's a good teammate. <laughs> 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 well, 
when especially put, when we have no knowledge of it. When we you just, put it, when you put it like that. Okay. When you put it like that. When you put. It what like were this. we talking about? Uh, yes, I'm at a four point seven. You're at a four point seven. I'm I'm definitely nervous about this game. Definitely think it's winnable. Mm-hmm. Uh, would not be surprised at all to see the Red Raiders come away with a win, but right now I'm leaning towards a close loss. Uh, Texas Texan, and I agree with this. The West Virginia game made me feel better about Baylor. Somebody else is at a seven point five. Somebody else is Chuck, comma you, and then all caps are. A-R-E, wacky. Okay. I would agree with that. I, I don't know that the West Virginia game... <laughs> I don't know that the West Virginia game made me feel any better about Baylor. The Oklahoma State game did. Absolutely, that one did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... It definitely didn't hurt. The West Virginia win didn't hurt. No, but it's... it's and you also know that West Virginia beat Baylor, but again, home game for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it black out there, Chuck? That's probably why they won. Probably. Probably what it was. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably I just think Baylor was in control of that game for about three and a half quarters, and then they slip, slip away. Here's what uh, Tim DeRuiter said about uh, Baylor. He said, um, it's a veteran group, their they're Baylor line. He said, um, they're, they're a difficult offense to prepare for because you know what's going to happen. You know their game, and they're still able to do it. Um, have a couple of shifty backs and then a big back that they can go up the middle. He said shaping the quarterback is athletic. They don't use him as a runner. He sits back in the pocket, plays really, really well, and um, their tight end leads him in reception. So it's kind of one of those deals like, you know what's coming at you, and you still can't stop it. So they're going to have to be really disciplined on, on defense. 740, boom, boom, boom is next. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. An hour from now, it's the end of the bench with Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton. Uh, You'll hear the bottom line today at high noon and then Tech Talk this afternoon here on Double T 97.3 with Aaron Dickens and... Mike Gustafson. So look forward to that. Hey, I just, I kind of had this random quick kind of question for you in my head and just wanted to see if you, if you had one uh, because they had the, the basketball event last night and it was, it, you know, it was a nice crowd. It wasn't probably what they wanted, probably more. You always want more. Um, and it's hard on a Monday night and you start at eight o'clock and then you have the wind and the rain and the cold and dreariness. But I, I still, I thought there was a nice crowd there and, and they, you know, the women uh, played against themselves for about 10 minutes, and then the men did. And they had a three-point shooting contest and a dunk contest. None of the girls dunked. Um, they could get up there, but they, they 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 couldn't dunk. So, you know, I was sitting with Fink. And I thought you said one of the girls could dunk. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't last, last night. night. Yeah, they didn't last night. Missed Man, that would have been the time. I know. They just couldn't get up high enough. You know, it's just, it's just kind of one of those deals. Anyway... 
They I need just, more uppers is what you're saying. Huh? They need more uppers. Need they had a lot of downers, no uppers. Lower the rim a couple inches and they got it. I mean, it's, it's close. I mean, uh, <laughs> Kyla, Free, Kyla Freelon, the, the the freshman, and then JoJo Wari, uh, the junior college transfer, um, both were going for the for the women. Uh, the guys put on some pretty good dunks. Anyway, my, my question is, do you have any? Do you have a, like a just a basic expectation this year for for either team? And if you need me to go first, I can go first. Um, um you know, I'm I, I figure the women will, like you said, it's a, a chance for them to make the t- women's NIT. I mean, the non conference schedule is it's set up is pretty simple, pretty easy. I mean, if you you should go, you should sweep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I don't. I don't. don't I don't. I don't know about. Yeah. Should, yeah okay. I think. I think. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you. My my guess is you'll probably lose a couple. But I mean, you. You. Yes, you should. You should win the majority of your non conference games, if not all of them. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess I figure you're probably. I don't know. Middle of the packish in the Big Twelve Conference, maybe a little bit, but maybe it's maybe seven in that range. Yeah, I, my thought would range. be my thought would be they'll Just win more really. than they lose, and and make mm-hmm. make a tournament, win more than they lose. Mm-hmm. But for the men, for the men, I, I I expect them to finish. I mean, I think there's good teams in this conference. I really do. So, I mean, with Kansas and Baylor and Texas and what TCU has, I think those teams are. All should be really good basketball teams. Mm-hmm. So um, if you finished fifth, that wouldn't mean that you were a terrible team. No. no. But I think you could probably finish higher too. So, um, I, I mean, in that area, three to five okay. in the Big 12 conference standings and, you know, whatever. Well, I don't know what puts you in the NCAA tournament. We all depends on the matchups and all that. Yeah, somebody says uh, men should finish three to five in the league and get to the second weekend of the tournament. Yeah, and so yeah, real, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, and so I guess to and maybe maybe this is just me, and maybe not others, but I guess from my standpoint, I feel like that you've evolved your basketball program to the point where you're like, okay, how far can we get in the tournament? I mean, yeah, you'd like to win the conference if you can, but where you finish in this conference, um because of how difficult it is any given night you know anybody can beat anybody blah 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 you know can you can you protect home court can you get some on the road but to me it's about how far can you advance in the tournament and i think that's where you've evolved with this basketball team where not that you're guaranteed to make the tournament or anything like that but you kind of feel like okay we're getting to a point where that's a given okay that that's the Mm -hmm. minimal expectation and the next step is how far can you get into the tournament and you know, as long as you just don't crater out in the Big 12, you're fine to get in the tournament. And then can you build a basketball team that's tournament tough mm-hmm. where you can get to the second weekend, slip your way into the Elite Eight, and then see if you can make some magic happen? Sure. I mean, it all depends on the matchups. Yeah. Have a good day shooting, you know, have a bad day shooting, all that. Yeah. Uh, somebody says, so can they dunk or not? It's not like they're seven foot or not, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, if you if you had two girls on your basketball team that could dunk, I mean, how many teams in the country could say that? Yeah, you'd be like the only one in the nation. Yeah, yeah, they, and they 
they could get their they, they certainly could get their hand above the rim. They just couldn't get it with the ball above the rim where they could slam it home. I mean, the well, that's were, kind of the important part. I know it's close. <laughs> I mean, it's it's close. I mean, it's far closer than I've seen anybody else do it. But I mean, so didn't. you're not expecting them to throw one down in a game? No. Okay. Not not based on what I saw yesterday. Okay. Unless somebody just elevates and they get absolutely free. I mean, there have been. The, the the gal uh, from Baylor last year, her name escapes me. She I would she had a chance to dunk against us, and she just lost the ball in her hands. Mm-hmm. And I think she. That's what happens could've. every time I try to dunk. Like this, I think yeah. that she she could have mm-hmm. that she could have dunked. So, but I don't know that. Hey, I'll just be happy if they make shots, right? Mm-hmm. Just make shots. Yeah, layup counts just the same. <laughs> right. A three pointer actually counts more. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I told you earlier. Riley McKinney hit 18 in in, uh, in one of the three point shooting contests, and then hit a. I mean, she was like a machine, but she is a very very good shooter. Did they have a free throw shooting contest Did last night? Because free... I figured they would invite you and and Fink. Maybe you and Fink could compete with Level no. and Hacks. Well, and that would have entertained the crowd. Fink and I would have if won. that if I didn't know that was going to happen, I would have come last night. Fink and I would have won last night. Mm-hmm. But we would only had to make one. Because <laughs> they weren't there? <laughs> I didn't see them. Okay. I know one wasn't going to be there. The other one I didn't see. Busy guys. And I mm-hmm. looked around I looked around and saw people that were there that if he'd have been there, that he would have been with them. So uh, I didn't I didn't see him. I didn't see either one of them. I was, and he was... You checked him off your list. Well, he was, not in attendance. He was very critical of me <laughs> earlier in the day for not going to the coach's show on Thursday mm. and was going to report me to the head coach mm. this coming Thursday because I'm not going to be able to make it either. So maybe I should report him to the other head coach of not being at the basketball event. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think you should. So Clint and Jackson yesterday said they both could dunk a bowling ball. I heard that. On an eight-foot goal. I don't believe that. <laughs> Do you? I, I'm, I'm, a I have a question ball. mark. What size bowling ball? Well, and they're all the same size. No, no. Different. The six-pound ball is significantly smaller than like a 12-pound ball. No. They're the same size, Jeff. I'm deferring to, to Jamie. Are they the same in, size ball? They're just at once heavier. He grew up. No, in that's what's island. in it. Yeah. The the it's bigger. Ball is bigger. Is it? Is it? It's larger. Like the kid ball. Yeah, you're right. The kids ones are smaller. Yeah, those yeah, are the six pound sense. balls. Yeah, um, I don't know either. Either one. E- either one. It shouldn't make that much of a difference. Hmm. I mean, that's, I, I have doubts the roof here. I have doubts. I'm mean, not in there, but out in the hallway. I don't think they can. Do I that. I told them I didn't want them to try because I'm afraid somebody's going to break a foot. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, here's that's the other right there, thing. Good point. Here's the other thing too is is that, I mean, you're going to break the floor. You slam down a bowling ball. Well, you could do it like in somebody's driveway, the dirt or something. Uh, all I know is I just I I don't believe that either one of the if if. If one were to be able to do it, I would say more Jackson than Clint. I think Clint. I don't know. Clint's got some height that Jackson man, doesn't the, have. The Jayhawks don't stick together, man, at all. I mean, they don't have each other's. Well, one's from Kansas, one's from Missouri is the problem. Oh, that's what it is. There's some of that, you know, Southwest Kansas weed that he's still kind of got going on. <laughs> at least on. he's from Kansas and not Missouri. <laughs> yeah. It's not where you're born, it's where you are, right? <laughs> You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3.
For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.